the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. President Trump says it won't be long before he announces his nominee to fill the vacancy for retiring Supreme Court Justice Anthony Kennedy. So I'll be announcing it the Monday after July 4th. Is that the 11th? I'm going to announce it specifically on the 11th. That would be the 9th. What is the Monday after July 4th? The 9th. Yeah. I'll be announcing it on the 9th. Meanwhile, the president told reporters yesterday on Air Force One that there are two women on his short list of potential candidates as well. A rocket developed by a Japanese startup company burst into flames seconds after a failed liftoff today in northern Japan. The Momo 2 rocket developed by Interstellar Technologies was launched from a city on Hokkaido, Japan's northernmost main island, before it crashed in flames in Maryland last night. More than a thousand people gathered for a vigil to honor this week's shooting victims. This is SRN News. Hi, this is Nick Anderson, General Manager of AM 1280 The Patriot. I'm often asked when meeting with prospective clients, does radio work? Absolutely, I say. And we have plenty of success stories to share. Listeners have more ways to listen than ever. They have our new FM signal in the West Metro, smart speakers like Alexa, and our free mobile app. Listeners are finding us, so let your business be found too. Consider advertising on The Patriot and see how radio will work for you. Call us at 651-405-8800. AM 1280, The Patriot. We are intelligent radio for the Twin Cities. And yes, speaking of intelligent, Mr. Mitch Berg and the Narn comes your way in just moments. But first, your forecast for the day today, a daytime high of right around 88. Heat index values not as bad as yesterday, but still warm. Right around 95. This evening, a chance of showers and thunderstorms. However, most of those are expected throughout the overnight hours. The views expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management. This is the Northern Alliance Radio Network, the longest-running conservative talk show in the Twin Cities. It's great to be back in Minnesota today. Political analysis of the good, the bad, and the outright crazy. Now, here's your headline act, Mitch Bird. Welcome back, Twin Cities and World. It's the wind beneath the right wing. The blinding spot of red and the sea of dingy, dismal, fungal institutional bloom. The Northern Alliance Radio Network. My name is Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. Uh, glad to be back here. It's... Doing the show in the is a different uh, experience for me every week. For example, during the winter, rarely do I regret spending a couple hours down here in the basement in our in our, our Cold War era bunker, uh, talking to you. Because of course it's winter in Minnesota. What's what's to do outside? I, I go I'll, this next winter. I see a little cross country skiing in my future. But beyond that. Big whoop, right? I mean, you're you're downstairs when everyone else is inside making cocoa and doing indoor things. Perfectly fine. Fall and spring, okay. Nice to be out in the fall and spring, but that's you know, a little bit goes a long way. 
gorgeous summer Saturday afternoons, I will cop to it. Over the last 14 years, there have been times I wished this show ran from, I don't know, 9 to 11, 10 till noon on Saturday mornings, so I could be out to enjoy a gorgeous Saturday afternoon in its entirety every week, each and every week. Now, don't get me wrong. I get out at 3 o'clock. I live life to the fullest. I truly do, no matter what the day is like. And then there's days like today where it looks a little bit like and feels a little bit like, I don't know, the set of Cool Hand Luke, the sweatiest movie ever made, and the air is just this sodden mass of miasmic humidity that just makes you want to sit in the shade, blast the fan on you, crank the air conditioning, hold the air conditioning over your head, pointed down, and just... I, I. I don't take humidity well. I'll just put it that way right now. Humidity and I are not besties. And I can say that because, as you know, I never complain about the winters here in Minnesota, partly because winters in Minnesota just aren't that big of a deal. I'm from North Dakota. Talk to the hand. But also because it gives me absolute moral authority to then gripe about our miserable summer humidity. So today is one of those days when I'm not bummed to spend a couple of cool midday hours down here in the bunker talking with all of you. I hope you're all having fun, of course. It's, uh, there, there, there are some outdoor uh, Saturdays coming up in my near future. Uh, I've got a wedding coming up out in the great outdoors here on a coming Saturday. And uh, for that reason, I will be off on assignment on a coming Saturday here, although Brad Carlson will be in. And of course, likewise, I will be in for Brad Carlson tomorrow. On his edition of the Narn, uh, which has newly expanded to two, count them, two hours every Sunday afternoon. So I'll be in for Brad tomorrow from 1 to 3, um, which on what could be a rainy Sunday. Again, not bummed about being inside for that. Speaking of hot and humid and dank and sweltering, uh, that was the Sunday we had last week. And as has been the custom on the uh, last Sunday in June for quite some time, it was Pride weekend in Minneapolis, the, the, the weekend where the gay community celebrates their pride in themselves. And I was there, uh, not as a participant, at least not as, as, as a member of the community, but as a, as a, as an ally, we could say, in that I was there working at the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus, uh, tent. Uh, we had a tent there. In the previous years, the Pink Pistols have had a tent there as uh, on Loring Park, which is sort of the epicenter of pride and sort of the epicenter of the gay community in Minneapolis, at least always has been uh, since I've been in the Twin Cities. And it was interesting. It was an interesting event for me. For sure, the Pink Pistol, we've talked with uh, Pink Pistol's organizer, Mark Steiger, in the past about in the past, the gay community seemed a little hostile even to a gay self-defense group, which is what, by the way, for those of you who are new to the broadcast, the Pink Pistols are. Pink Pistols are a uh, self-defense organization for uh, gay, lesbian, etc., members of that community. And they operate under the motto that uh, armed gays don't get bashed. Now, disagree with you, Will, about the political aspects of the gay community. Uh, have your reservations about homosexuality if you would like. That's fine. They're also humans and American citizens, and they are subject to the second, uh, same Second Amendment that we are and the same right to protect themselves from being beaten up for being what they are. You disagree with them if you want, in any way you want, but that disagreement should never and, in fact, must never 
turn to violence. And if you're a human being, you have a right to self-defense. And in the United States, you have we recognize the God-given right to keep and bear arms to defend oneself, one's safety, one's property, one's community, one's life. And that's why the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus was there. I was happy to volunteer there for a good chunk of uh, last Sunday. And honestly, I have to say, I didn't quite know what to expect because, of course, the gay community tends to be exceedingly left-wing. And uh, sometimes in a, in a rather hostile way, depending on who you're talking to. And also, there are significant elements of the gay community that are pretty stridently anti-gun. I mean, after the uh, Pulse nightclub massacre, you had groups of gays out protesting against the NRA, as if uh, as if Omar Mateen had been a member of the National Rifle Association. He was not. And the NRA had nothing to do with has had nothing to do with any mass shootings. And of course, the group that was out protesting against the NRA was basically a fully funded, uh, fully owned and operated subsidiary of the Democratic National Committee, which has a lot to do with it. Anyway, all background. I went to Pride last week, found the Minnesota Gun Owners Caucus booth, found a couple of things that I thought were a little counterintuitive. One thing I wish I'd known when I was in my mid-20s was, and this may strike you, uh, Terminator, and is somewhat counterintuitive as someone who is uh, in your mid-20s? Yes, correct. Affirmative? Affirmative. Okay. Uh, I went to Pride, which of course is a gay, lesbian, transgender event, and expecting to see lots of gays, lots of lesbians, et cetera, et cetera, and, and, I was, and that certainly happened. But And I wish I'd known this when I was your age, and perhaps you will benefit from knowing this at your age, but it may be the best single place in the Twin Cities to see drop-dead gorgeous straight women <laughs> that I've ever seen. <laughs> my, my friend lives down there, and he said the exact same thing. And I was really? like, well, why didn't you call me? Was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know where to volunteer next year. <laughs> exactly. Maybe we could get a uh, Patriot booth out there. No, I, we'll see what happens. We'll, we'll run that by the management. Anyway, no, forewarned is forearmed, and, and now that the star flies by, and, and the more you know, the, the, the better you do. Anyway. Uh, so that was something uh, that I, I felt was somewhat counterintuitive, although I guess why should I? I mean, there's a safer place for a for a uh, attractive single woman to be than in a crowd of gay guys. I don't know if uh, if there is. I may have just completely torched that idea for them now. <laughs> Sorry. I am what I am. Um, <laughs> I'm also not the problem. <laughs> anyway, uh, the other thing that I thought was, uh, if not counterintuitive, at least a pleasant surprise, a mild but pleasant surprise, was that the crowd was so very, very, not just accepting, but friendly. Not just friendly as in, hey, have a great day, neighbor, fellow human being, but hey, I've been wanting to learn more about this. And we had a steady stream of, of people, the vast majority of them gay, uh, gay, lesbian, who said, yeah, no, I've been shooting for years. I uh, started shooting when uh, gay bashing. I started realizing that they didn't have to get bashed without a fight. Uh, quite a few that were competition shooters. Quite a few that said, I, I'm dying to learn more. Uh, on the first day, uh, Saturday, a week ago today, they had an event where they had a uh, 
a, a beanbag toss, and if you dropped one in the in the in the hole, I think it was dropped one or dropped three in the hole, you got a free carry permit test. And they were buried; they were swamped with students, uh, winners who are now students of one of the uh, well, Rob Dore, long many time guest on this broadcast. Uh, and so we were overwhelmed. Practically, I, I was shocked and amazed at the sheer not just friendliness, not just acceptance. But in productive interest that we got, and in retrospect, I shouldn't have been because along about halfway through our stint volunteering at uh, at Pride last week, somebody brought in a piece of research from a group that was I forget the group, and the research was of completely uncertain provenance, but it, it brought up some numbers that should not have surprised me, but quite frankly did. Now, the gay community owns guns, I should point out, another survey came out last week, we'll talk more about that last week, indicating that there are nearly five guns for every four Americans, that that the number of guns in America vastly outnumbers, uh, considerably I should say, outnumbers the number of Americans by almost 70 million, uh, that it outnumbers the number of firearms in the U.S. military by 100 to 1, and the number of uh, firearms in police hands by about 400 to 1. More on that later, which means that the ratio of guns to Americans is about 5 to 4. Now, in point of fact, not every American owns owns a gun or more than one gun, but rough, roughly half, a little under half, maybe. Four. Some evidence say 44% do, and... There's no way, real way to estimate it because a lot of gun owners won't admit to owning guns because, well, you know what creeps some of the antis are. We'll come back to that in a moment here. Uh, for example, I mean, when people call and ask me if I'm a gun owner, I say, well, I, I, I used to be, but they all fell into the deepest part of Mille Lacs in a bizarre boating accident a few years ago. So, no, I'm not a gun owner. Hmm. Anyway, the research came back and showed us that uh, – that while gun gays tend to own guns at a rate lower, slightly lower than the uh, general population, somewhere in the 20 to 30 percent range, which is lower than the civilian estimates of 40 percent, they have carry permits at a rate higher than the general population or at least as high. Put it this way. The gay community, which is heavily urban, heavily liberal, uh heavily of of gun carrying age uh carries guns at a rate of about nine percent now the whole state of minnesota is around three percent if you limit that to law-abiding adults uh, over the age of 21 who qualify it's probably closer to five uh since half of the state is in the metro area uh that means if you look in some of the outstate areas that that average is probably up around 10 percent for rural people over the age of 21 so the average, uh, the the rate, according to this piece of research, the rate of concealed carry permit holding among gay Minnesotans is just about as high as it is among rural Minnesotans. That may explain a lot. Of course, I mean, the community that knows it needs to defend itself knows that it needs to avail itself of those means, which... I felt it was a pleasant surprise. Oh, much more when we come back. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot.
on the streets of Miami, speed is the law. So when a corn dog goes after the wrong girl, oh, heartburn. one man will bring her Tums Ultra Strength. I'm on my way. Don't get wrecked by heartburn. Nothing works faster than Tums. Your mustard's fast, but my Tums are faster. Oh. And with Tums on the go rules, it's never been easier to leave heartburn behind. You did it. Yeah. You gonna finish that corn dog? Tums Ultra Strength, available in a store near you. Hey, welcome to our show. Hey, and we got some news. Premier Pool and Spa is having a truckload sale. Does that mean there's just one or two of them are on sale? Because that's all that fits in my truck, eh? Did uh, you just fall off a truck? Yeah, that's why I talk like this, eh? No, that means that all the hot tubs and swim spas in the inventory are all on sale, plus the next two truckloads, and they're all on sale. And if they don't have what you want, they can build exactly what you're looking for, and it'll be on sale too, eh? Well, shouldn't you wait for all the summer fair sales? Because everyone says that's the best time of year to buy, eh? Hey, remember the people have to pay to have a booth at the fair? And then when you look at the deals, it includes that cost in there. So it's not really a deal. So why wait till another time when the deals now are just as hot as the weather? Buy now and get what you want when you want it at this big truckload sale. Visit Premier Pool and Chan Essen today. PremierPools.com. Premier Pool and Spa, where we take fun seriously, eh? Take off. If you're listening to this in a car, it's making sure you're moving forward. If you've ever flown on a plane from the MSP airport... It's helping you get to your destination. When Amazon delivers a box to your door, it's made sure the order gets to you. It's the Embridge Line 3 oil pipeline. It's how Minnesota gets the oil we need to create the fuel and other products that we use every day in every part of Minnesota. Line 3 is very important, but it needs to be replaced. The best way to protect our environment is to replace aging infrastructure with a state-of-the-art pipeline that uses the newest technology available. That's why Embridge has worked hard to create the right plan and the best way to make sure this happens. Replacing Line 3 will protect our economy and protect the environment while maintaining the quality of life in our communities. That's also why our group, Minnesotans for Line 3, wants to make sure Minnesota does the right thing and lets this project move forward. To learn more and to join us, please visit minnesotansforline3.com. That's minnesotansforline, the number 3.com. minnesotansforline3.com. Hey folks, Dennis Prager here for Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park. I've been telling you for years that they have a beautiful family-run store with the largest selection of loose diamonds in the state. Now, Continental Diamond is the home for Breitling Watches, the only independent jewelry store in the Twin Cities to offer these amazing Swiss timepieces. Favorites of pilots all over the world, check out the amazing selection of Breitling chronographs at Continental Diamond in St. Louis Park and find them online at ContinentalDiamond.com. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, 651-289-4488. Join us, won't you please? You can join me at 651-289-4488. Gets you directly through. You can also join me at hashtag NARN show. That's NARN show. Monitoring constantly on Twitter. My name, Mitch Berg. My blog, shotinthedark.info. My gig, dominating Twin Cities Weekend Radio for almost a generation. I wish. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
So that was what I did last weekend. Oh, by the way, it, it, it was inevitable. You, you go to an event like this, and, and any event involving communities who consider themselves oppressed in any way, whether it's uh, whether it's gay Americans or African Americans or feminists, for the love of God, uh, they they have to fight out for the, the the battle of who is most oppressed. In fact, it's uh, oppressed. It's it's become an academic discipline. I say discipline in the generic sense of the term, not the sense that most of you might be thinking about. No, it's become an academic pursuit, an academic department. That's a good word for it. <laughs> no discipline involved. It's become an academic department. Intersectionality, it's called. We've talked about it in the past. It's the idea that uh, it, it's, it's almost like different, you don't want to call them disabilities, different different categories, different labels, different identities is the term that they use give you different points and the more of these you can rack up together the more points you have thus the more credibility you have as a person who is uh, deems themselves oppressed for example uh, being black well that's worth a bunch of points being female worth some points but being a black female is worth more than being a black guy uh, but if you're a gay black guy that nudges you up ahead but if you're a gay black woman who well, that that puts you ahead of the gay black guy because you've got three bigger intersectional issues, let's just say. Anyway, it, it's one of those things that keeps progressives busy uh, and, and off the street, hopefully, but not always. Uh, the, the, the highlight of, of Pride Weekend, if you are a participant, and I was not, I was just a vendor, I was an ally, I was there for the tent, for the, uh, the Gun Owners Caucus tent, but... The centerpiece of the whole event is the parade where uh, they basically take control of Hennepin, the gay, the, the participants take control of Hennepin Avenue for a couple hours and have a big parade celebrating all things, well, gay. And it's become a bit of a tradition within a tradition for Black Lives Matter to come out and interrupt the parade. The parade started late because they were blocked by people from BLM protesting a shooting that had taken place last weekend in North Minneapolis, a shooting that uh, the professional aggrieved class is trying to whip into uh, another uh, Rodney King event, another Jamar Clark event. Uh, By all accounts so far that we've heard that seem relatively credible, it seems like the cop shot someone who was blazing away blindly with a gun and may have been a little bit off of his meds. We don't know. Berg's uh, 19th law is no longer in effect. It's over 72 hours. So you can, the media may start reporting useful information on the subject first. But uh, again, it's also deeply inflamed by the history in the area. So God only knows when we'll find out the truth. Well, we'll find out soon, we think. There's talk about releasing the body cams soon, which usually is a sign that the police department isn't too worried about the facts on their side. Again, time will tell. The pride started late. Because BLM was protesting, I had a commenter on my blog say, "By adopting the tack of, uh, tactic of hijacking other people's events solely to generate publicity, Black Lives Matter has turned into Westboro Baptist Church. Their protests are no longer persuasive; they're a nuisance. And by blocking the gay parade, BLM is now a hate group. Got to call the Southern Poverty Law Center to update their list of hate groups in the Twin Cities. Well, you see, that's yeah, that that would make sense if Southern Poverty Law Center was actually driven by logic, but they are not. Anyway, intersectional intersectionality collided. Ironically enough, where else do you collide? But in fact, at intersections. Uh, so, yeah, they were they were they were. It was a peaceful collision, but nonetheless. 
when you have groups, I think it's safe to say, on the left colliding with each other, uh, everyone wins. <laughs> I'll put it that way. Anyway, so that, so that was Minneapolis last weekend. St. Paul this week and this weekend, uh, there was a whole nother, uh controversy. Uh, we're coming up on the 4th of July, Independence Day, if you prefer. I don't care. People who hear people talking about 4th of July and say, it's Independence Day. Just want to give them a smack up. So that I know it. I mean, not everyone knows it's Independence Day. That's the truth. To assume that they don't know because they use the term 4th of July, which is faster to say and is also accurate. It is the 4th of July. I mean, it, it'd be like... Bothering Norwegian for calling it Sitten de Mai when, it, of course, it's really Constitutionsdag. I mean, be picky on your own time. If you know they happen to be completely ignorant about the genesis of the 4th of July, of Independence Day, of, of American independence, well, then you might have a point. But I call it the 4th of July and Independence Day interchangeably. And rest assured, I know what the holiday is about. So pick at me at your own peril. And I'll tell you, I could take that more than another argument about the Oxford comma, but I digress. Fourth uh, of July in St. Paul is going to be a little different and this this year. And it's it's caused a certain amount of, well, fireworks, if you will, because Mayor Melvin Carter, the new mayor of St. Paul, is uh, has opted to decline to spend tax dollars on fireworks. This is the story that came out in uh, on Channel 11 this past week. Mayor Melvin Carter announced on his Facebook page this past Wednesday that he would be scrapping the annual fireworks display, stating he believes there are better uses for tax dollars. In his post, he writes, As I've considered the budgetary priorities we manage across our city for the first year of my administration, I've decided I can't in good conscience support spending tax dollars on a fireworks display in St. Paul this year. Now, the budget hawk in me actually does applaud, although not for long, because, of course, it is St. Paul. And as a longtime St. Paul resident, I do, in fact, know that the St. Paul City Council has much dumber ideas in mind to spend that money that they're saving on. And I will also say there's something in this that just does not add up, because the city fireworks display has always been a big deal. In fact, I've heard uh, tell that the city's fireworks display, which used to be on Harriet Island and is now at CHS Park, the, the Saints Stadium, is uh, costs between fifty and a hundred thousand dollars to to put on for a what fifteen minute firework display. It's a fair amount of money, and it's a lot of explosives. It's it's a big it's a big display. Uh, and then I thought to put on a hundred thousand dollar big city firework display. You don't just drive over to Hudson and hit the stand off of the Hudson turnoff and load up the back of the pickup truck. No, you you order these specialty big display fireworks well in advance. I mean, it takes a few months of prep time, I'm told, by people in the industry to put one of these together. And part of me wonders if someone in the incoming Melvin Carter administration didn't forget to order the fireworks back in April or something because that's just a little odd if you if you had if you were planning on doing the display you would have you would have committed and spent the money or at least committed to spend the money months and months ago anyway uh, the budget hawk in me says yay this realistic St. Paul resident in me says 
that money's going to go to something stupid. We'll come back to that a little later on in the broadcast. But more on a philosophical bent, I have to say, to be honest, I support the mayor's decision to not have a city fireworks display. And I'll, I'll tell you why. I am a patriotic American who believes in the core of his being, in the ideals of, of the that were founded in 1776, uh, uh, which is a celebration by a government that uh, a celebration of, of an idea of what a human government should be limited government enumerated powers the notion that rights are endowed to us not by government but by our creator by god if you will uh this is i mean i mean the the idea that that we are a free association of equals the idea that that govern government governs best governs least things that the founding fathers believed in i support those i fight for those in my own way they are why i come on the broadcast every week and try to the best of the ability that god has given me to preach the reagan and tea party conservative gospel to the nation or at least the city this is what I believe. This is what I celebrate on the 4th of July. Now, the government of the city of St. Paul and the political class that supports it largely poo-poos most of the things that I just listed off. They are for unlimited government. They believe that we're a free association of equals, but some of us need to be a little more equal to keep the rest in line. They do not believe in limited government. They do not believe that rights are endowed. Well, they believe that some rights are endowed to us by God, but other rights need to be regulated by the political machine that they control. Uh, anything from the free market to the right to keep and bear arms. In other words, a fireworks display by put on by this group of people to celebrate my event is cultural appropriation. And cultural appropriation is bad. Can't have it. Kudos, Melvin Carter, for not appropriating our culture. Be right back. Message and data rates may apply. Please don't text while driving. If you've been in business more than 20 minutes, you've probably printed your logo on all kinds of promotional products. We all know logos work. Because they're on everything from the top of skyscrapers to the bottom of shoes. Ever wondered why or how to best use your logo to grow your business? Let us show you today for free. We're 4imprint, promotional product experts at your service. We're giving away the latest issue of Amplify, the digital magazine that reveals promotional product success stories absolutely free to everyone who texts WOW11 to 88988 at 4imprint. We make your logo look perfect on thousands of promotional items. With our 100% guarantee, it'll be right the first time, on time, every time. Your free e-magazine will reveal invaluable insights that can attract new customers, build your brand, and grow your business. Get the latest issue of Amplify absolutely free by texting WOW11 to 88988. That's W-O-W-1-1 to 88988. 
Become politically involved with Patriot Mobile, the only conservative cell phone company in the nation that fights for your values while supporting conservative organizations and providing reliable nationwide coverage on unlimited plans starting at just $20 a month. For only $6 while supplies last, you can save and get the iPhone 6S or a brand new Samsung J7. Make the switch at 1-800-APATRIOT or visit PatriotMobile.com. That's 1-800-APATRIOT or patriotmobile.com How much do you spend on your pest control each year? 200, 300, or even $500 or more? What if I said you could spend less than $25 a year, even less with promo code radio20? Then listen up. G'day. I'm Scott from Plug-in Pest Free, and yes, it is possible to rid your home or business of unwanted pests for less than $25 per year. The answer is Plug-in Pest-Free. Our best seller, the Plug-in Pest-Free Pro, will cover up to 4,000 square feet. Now that's fair dinkum. For just a one-time cost of only $249, even less with promo code RADIO20, you'll be pest-free for years to come. Log on to gopestfree.com today. Use promo code RADIO20 and start driving those pests away. Don't spray and regret Plug in and forget. GoPestFree.com. That's GoPestFree.com. Promo code Radio20. AM1280, The Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hey, don't forget, Americans for Prosperity coming up at 4 o'clock today at AM 12A, The Patriot. So much going on today. Kelly Gunderson stopping in with uh, guest host Kim Crockett, joined by uh, the attorney in the Janus case, Jeffrey Schwab. That was huge. Basically, he cleared the way to uh, bar public employee unions from extorting money out of their employees. Also, tomorrow, the Justice Hour, Andrew Parker, discussing the Supreme Court and Anthony Kennedy, uh, his retirement, and also the uh, North Dakota Trump rally in Fargo this past uh, week. Donald Trump has been working uh, the northern tier of states this past couple weeks. We talked about Duluth a couple weeks ago. And uh, it just continues. Uh, he appeared in Fargo this past week, uh, rallying to try and knock Heidi Heitkamp out of office. And it may well be working. Heidi Heitkamp, who has been spent, I think, a term, two terms, perhaps. I forget how many terms. She's been uh, senator from North Dakota, a state, my home state, obviously, uh, for those of you who haven't been listening uh, to this broadcast for a while, uh, a state that used to be has, has voted Republican almost every time other than during the Depression has voted for the Republican candidate nearly every election since it became a state in 1889. I think maybe two exceptions in a hundred and uh, almost 140 years now. And 129 years. Anyway, in, in all those years, North Dakota has voted Republican for president two times the last I counted, maybe three. And yet for a long time from my childhood up until uh, fairly recently, up until 2000, I want to say 2006, maybe 2008, the uh, state was represented almost entirely by Democrats in the, uh, in the two Senate seats and its one United States House seat. 
it's not a very populous state, so it gets one congressional seat. Anyway, Heidi Heitkamp uh, has been the sole, only, solitary Democrat uh, in statewide office in North Dakota for some time. I mean, the Democratic Party's fortunes in that state have plummeted. And uh, Donald Trump was there in part to make sure that Kevin Kramer, who has been a guest on this broadcast in the past, finally deposes her and uh, gives that state the 100% uh, Republican rule that it deserves and representation that it deserves. And it's it's been wonderful to see my home state come around like that. And and the economy shows. It's not just the oil, folks. It's the, the fiscal restraint has taken what used to be kind of a fiscally sketchy state and turned it into one of the financially healthiest states in the country, along with our other neighbors in Wisconsin. So Donald Trump spent some well-earned time uh, in Fargo this past week, and uh, they'll be talking about that uh, tomorrow on uh, Andrew Parker and the Justice Hour. Anyway, tune in for that. Speaking, we were talking before the break about uh, City of St. Paul declining to have a fireworks display on the 4th of July this year, with which, in one sense, I agreed because it is cultural appropriation, a government that basically is sympathetic with everything but well, that with with this fundamentally unsympathetic with the difficult parts of what our founding fathers stood for: limited government, uh, free association of equals, uh, th- those sorts of things. I mean, they're, they're hostile to all of that. Not to mention rights like the the first, the fourth, the tenth, the uh, amendments, uh, the second amendment. Of course, uh, deeply hostile to that as well. So. The, doing a Fourth of July celebration appropriates the culture of all of us who actually believe in what the founding fathers stood for, and I applaud Mayor uh, Carter for recognizing this, or at least acting as if he has. Uh, but I also pointed out that the hundred thousand dollars that the city likely saved on that event will not may, but will be put into something much stupider and much less cool looking. And one of those things that they are going full speed ahead with is North Korean style trash collection. Actually, it's, it's, it's not really the North Korean style. It's not, it's not city run trash like they have in, in Minneapolis and like they've tried to foist off on Bloomington. More on that in a moment here. They've actually done it more mafia style. Basically, they got the 14 trash haulers that were working. I believe it's 14. Uh, that we're working in St. Paul together and carved the city up into 14 territories. And of course, you can't carve the city up into territories without having some city uh, administrators to administrate the program. Uh, and those administrators are going to be city employees uh, with city salaries and city benefits. And those benefits are administered by a public employees union that pays dues to the DFL. Are you smelling what I'm cooking here, folks? It's just another creation of a public employee sinecure to run the pro- to basically exploit the private market to create more money to transfer more taxpayer money to the city and more importantly to the city's political class because who who because who will be appointed and hired to allocate and run this territory-based system and to resolve the disputes and to handle the billing for not even the billing, handle transferring the billing to the various vendors? Why, of course, it's going to be city employees, more city employees, net new city employees. Not They're not being transferred over from Parks and Rec. 
They're being hired, and they will be members of the city's political class who need to be kept occupied uh, during the time when they're not working on DFL campaigns because that's how these programs work. That's what most of city government is in places like Minneapolis and St. Paul and Bloomington that are largely one-party autocracies. City government is the DFL's piggy bank. That's all. No more. Socialized trash collection in Minneapolis and St. Paul and Bloomington and all the other cities that are looking to follow suit on this is not about lowering traffic. It's not about pollution. It's not about noise levels. It's not about wear and tear in the alleys. If it was about wear and tear in the alleys and streets, they wouldn't have city buses. It's about none of that. It's about transferring money from you, the taxpayer, to the city's political class, and thus to the DFL. It's a racket. And that's why, while Minneapolis and Bloomington have North Korean-style trash collection run directly by dictate from the government, in St. Paul, it's a little more like the mob. It's a little bit like the city gets together and tells all the foot soldiers in its racket the territory that they're going to get. And tells them the beatdown they're going to get if they step out of line. That's really all it is. So while Minneapolis and Bloomington have Soviet, uh, North Korean, Cuban uh, style trash collection, St. Paul's got mafia style trash collection. Big improvement. And that's where that $100,000 of saving on fireworks is going to go several times over by the time this is done. By the way, I'm really upset about this because I have a trash collector that I've been working with for, I don't know, 15 years now. I, I can't, I'm not going to name them on the air. That might violate rules and people, companies have to pay to, uh, companies have to pay to get mentions on, on the station. That's how we stay in business. But if you contact me off air and you're looking for a good trash hauler in the East Metro, they're the best in the business. And I will recommend to you them to you personally. Uh, and I, I get nothing out of this because they're not going to be my trash hauler anymore. They got a territory somewhere else in St. Paul, and I'm upset. And so are they. They're a ma and pa company. It's a family-run operation. They keep it tight. They do a great job. The customer service is impeccable. You'd think you were ordering at a restaurant, not a garbage collection firm. I, I quit one of the big garbage firms in disgust probably, I don't know, 15, 10, 10 15 years ago and went to these people been fantastically just not a complaint not a single hitch everything's been wonderful they've taken care of whatever extra i've need without without bombarding me with extra fees won't be able to do that after i don't know next month sometime maybe uh there was some good news on that front this past week minnesota supreme court has ruled for a group of bloomington residents that sued the city after it adopted organized trash collection without putting it up for a vote The ruling issued a week ago Wednesday was a victory for the group Hands Off Our Cans, a group that had opposed the collection system before it was started. It holds implications for home rule charter cities across the state by reminding elected officials that citizens have the right to bring forth policy changes, even if officials disagree with them. What? What? Mere citizens have the right to bring issues up to their elected officials? What kind of... Anarchy as the Supreme Court springing loose. 
Said David Schultz, by the way, this is from a Star Tribune story from last week on the subject. Said David Schultz, a law professor at the University of Minnesota. It effectively says that citizens are on an equal playing field with the city council in terms of their ability to initiate and move local legislation, Schultz said. What? Uh, It's true. And it's good news, by the way. It means that uh, the, the, the citizens of Bloomington who want to take control of the trash collection system uh, can do it. And we'll be looking forward to having someone from uh, Hands Off Our Cans on the broadcast here at some point in the near future to talk about this effort as it goes forward. A little bit of background, according to the Strib, in June uh, 2016, the city rejected a petition from Hands Off Our Cans to amend the city's charter and put garbage collection on the ballot, arguing that the process was controlled by the Minnesota Waste Management Act. The group sued the city but lost in district and appellate courts, but it appealed to the state Supreme Court in December, and amazingly enough, it won. And amazingly enough, David Lillehog was on the majority side who said the Waste Management Act doesn't preempt the process that cities may use to adopt organized trash collection. Quote, the statute describes only the minimum steps that a municipality must take to organize collection. It's not an exclusive process, wrote Lillehog. Put another way. The city is free to add steps to the process so long as they are authorized by other law. (laughs) The lower court decisions ruled that the residents' lawsuit had disregarded the environmental and aesthetic benefits of adopting the program, but Lillehog wrote that state law didn't advocate for one particular method of collecting trash over another. (laughs) It's going back to the appellate court, which is going to review other issues that the case didn't address. And so this is going to come back around. It's it's not out of court yet. The citizens of Bloomington are not going to get their chance to strike back and seize control of their trash cans. But there is hope. And if the Minnesota Supreme Court actually agreed with the little guy against the big guy, well, anything is possible in this world. We're looking for more on that shortly. Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM 1280, The Patriot. Go nowhere. We'll be right back. AM 1280, The Patriot. Message and data rates may apply. Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real hair back permanently. Check them out today because they're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts STAR11 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they're ahead of the curve. They use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you for free how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text STAR11 to 85850. Ask about the Bosley Guarantee. S-T-A-R-11 to 85850. 
Relief Factor is a 100% drug-free product that can help you lower and even eliminate your occasional aches and pains that come from aging or exercise and everyday living. For example, maybe you love to play golf or go on those nice long walks or even just walking up and down stairs without grimacing with pain would be nice. Staying active should be a big part of everyone's life. That's why so many people are now taking Relief Factor every day. If you're dealing with the aches and pain that come from aging or exercise or just everyday living that keep you from doing the things you love to do, the things you want and need to do, then go to relieffactor.com and order the three-week quick start. Discounted now to only $19.95. And you should know, the majority of people who do order the three-week quick start go on to order more. Let's see if we can get you out of pain, too. Go to relieffactor.com. That's relieffactor.com. Are you a timeshare owner that would like to get out of your timeshare the right way? Hi, I'm Karen, owner of Lone Star Transfer. Getting out of your timeshare is probably at the top of your to-do list for 2018. Now is the time to make the call to simplify your life. We have an excellent track record and an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. So if you want to get rid of those high maintenance fees and annual bills for vacations you never take, call 844-284-4863 or visit us online at LoneStarTransfer.com. That's 844-284-4863. For over a decade, we have been working in timeshare owner advocacy to help those stuck in timeshares. Let us help you with a legal and ethical solution. Call us today for a private, no obligation consultation. We will give you a solution that will get you out of your timeshare once and for all. Call 844-284-4863 or LoneStarTransfer.com. Satisfaction guaranteed. AM twelve eighty the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network six five one two eight nine four four eight eight the number to call should you care to join us here and I hope you do. By the way, a couple things to announce here today. My band Elephant in the Room. It should be called Feast or Famine, actually, because it's like either we have no gigs or we have too many gigs. I mean, last November, you may recall, we uh, after, we had a, a gig in Maple Grove the night before the Supreme Soviet of Love's album release party on Sunday in St. Paul uh, after months of nothing. Well, it's happened again. July 26th, we'll be playing uh, out at... Uh, at uh, at uh, Willie McCoy's in Champlin, out on 169 at Hayden Lake, uh, for a fundraiser for Senator, uh, hopefully Senator Jim Newberger. Uh, we're going to be playing along with uh, the uh, oh Rick, Rick Aguilar's new band. Of course, Rick Aguilar, longtime friend of the broadcast, he's got a new band. We'll be doing a, a double sort of a battle of the bands jam. Uh, a fundraiser out there at Willie McCoy's for that. So two bands for the price of one, uh, hopefully to raise a lot of money for Jim Newberger in his uh, a- attempt to take out uh, Tina Flint Smith. Uh, so that'll be uh, uh, anyway, uh, in his battle to run for the United States Senate. Also, the next night, uh, Friday, the 27th of July, Elephant in the Room is going to be playing at the brand new uh, Eagles Club in Stillwater. It used to be a famous Dave's out on the Highway 36. Convenient to the Twin Cities. We're going to be out there playing from, I believe, 8 till midnight. Uh, full four-hour set out at the brand-new Eagles Club in Stillwater. It's, be, it's a great room, great food, great beverages, if you're so inclined. Hope to see you there. Uh, so we'll be talking more about that in the future here. Elephant in the Room, finally back on the road again. 
be remiss in not mentioning the fact that there was a uh, spree killing this past week uh, a, whose killer was captured alive uh, after uh, murdering five at the uh, Capitol Gazette in Annapolis, Maryland this past weekend. Uh, the guy was a little uh, a little mentally deranged. He had lost a he he had actually lost a defamation suit against the newspaper. Uh, they're hard to win at best. That uh, would seem perhaps uh, he one of those people who's impossible to defame. Uh, he barricaded the back door at the Capitol Gazette and then went up to the front and started shooting. Uh, killed one person as they were trying to get through the barricaded back door. Uh, killed five employees, left uh, two others wounded. Uh, this just a few years after his unsuccessful uh, lawsuit. He used a common shotgun, common hunting shotgun, which, again, goes to show you that if you uh, ban assault rifles, they'll pick something else. And if you ban everything else, they will find something beyond that. We saw this. And by the way, the media has done its usual clown-like, terrible job of reporting this story. Andrea Mitchell of NBC News went on Twitter last night saying, uh, Pete Williams reported the weapon used in the ruse room shooting, a shotgun, which is like, how's this Andrea Mitchell talking? A shotgun, which is like a backwards funnel. You don't have to have direct aim to hurt a lot of people. It was purchased legally. See, now that they've been working on to, uh, trying to to uh, to demonize assault rifles, now they're trying to turn everything else into a supernatural human destroyer. I just, I want to, I did ask Andrea Mitchell on Twitter. I'm still waiting for a response, by the way. Did it occur to you, Andrea Mitchell, at any point in your, quote, coverage of this story, end quote, to ask someone who knows anything about guns, perhaps a cousin of some of your domestic help who comes from a rural area? I mean, Andrea, you distributed fake news. You don't have to. Shotguns don't shoot around corners. You still got to point them and aim them. And it's, there's millions of them out there. You ban them, they'll pick something else. But here's the one that struck me, the part that struck me about the whole thing. Hey, several parts struck me. Number one, this guy's been on law enforcement's radar. Uh, the Mr. Ramos's, uh, the accused murderer's lawyer, was terrified of, of Ramos himself. Couldn't wait to get off of that case. The guy has been deranged uh, since before he launched his case against the, uh, the, the Capital Gazette. And, of course, something the media has not been mentioning is every time there's a mass shooting in a place like a Florida, like a Texas, you hear the usual suspects from the gun grabber movement going, well, we need to institute stronger common sense gun safety legislation. Maryland has every last rule that they're demanding, that the gun grabbers are demanding. You've got to test a background check, magazine limits, uh, different types of weapons are banned and barred. It's, it's basically almost like New York South in Maryland. And what do you have to show for it? Well, you've got Baltimore, one of the deadliest cities in the country, if you're a poor minority. And you have a mass shooting uh, carried out by a weapon that is commonly available at uh, any, <laughs> any Walmart in Minnesota. So, but here's the other thing that struck me, and and good friend of this broadcast, Dave Thule, uh, mentioned this on Twitter. But I, I thought of this myself the other day. They, when the after, in the immediate aftermath of the shooting at the Capitol Gazette, they interviewed one of the reporters who survived, a fellow who was hiding under his desk, and he he testified to, on camera, to having heard Mr. Ramos reloading, and sitting there thinking, "Wow, he's reloading. So this is going to go on. What next?" And 
I thought to myself, this is, uh, I don't know about you, but if that fella had had access to a firearm or even a club, that would have been a prime time to rush that person, to rush Ramos and try to take him out. And for that matter, if you had a firearm under that desk with you, uh, to perhaps use it. And of course, this being Baltimore, it's hard to get uh, the Baltimore area. It's hard to get a firearm. It's hard to get a carry permit. And if you are a reporter at a place like the Capitol Hill Gazette, the chances are you probably support the, quote, common sense gun safety and, quote, legislation, isn't that ironic, that leads to normal citizens being disarmed. But let's be honest, it's probably a, likely a, a matter of their own choice that they didn't uh, avail themselves of the right to keep and bear arms when they went to work that morning, not expecting an attack on their newsroom uh, to, to wind up at the end of the day. Of course, nobody ever expects to be involved in a mass shooting when they go to work. Uh, Dave Thule pointed it out. Uh, you can tell the difference between the sheeps and the sheepdogs because when the sheepdog hears someone shooting, reloading, the urge is to charge at them with whatever you have, with a gun, with a baseball bat, with a chair, with a stapler, for the love of God, anything. And I'm not going to riff on someone who doesn't because when thing, when shot starts flying... Uh, you, no one can predict how people are going to going to react, unless you've been working on preparing for that for some length of time. Anyway, gun control failed to save five lives. Who'd have thunk it? Northern Alliance Radio Network, AM twelve eighty, The Patriot. Go nowhere. Be right back. Here at the Kingdom Builders, relationships are more important than sales figures. We're not real interested in doing these commercials to pull you in with marketing. We're more interested in having an opportunity to reach out and establish a relationship with you. Matthew, my son-in-law, now works a lot in the office with me, and our goal is really to be great ambassadors for the Lord Jesus. We don't want to put our light under a bushel basket. Yeah, I've just really enjoyed talking with customers and seeing what their problems are and trying to fix those for them, trying to get peace of mind with the issues they're having with their home. We think the business part will come naturally if we have a good, solid relationship with you and establish a level of trust. We've just been immensely blessed with all the people that we've met in the past few years, and we look forward to growing our family of customers. We'd like the opportunity just to look at your roof, your gutters, whatever it might be, for a free and obviously no obligation estimate. Find us online at thekingdombuilders.net. Your credit card companies love you. They love it when your cards stay maxed out. They love it when you only make minimum payments. They love it when you struggle. Why? Because they own you. And minimum payments mean maximum profits. Here's great news. National Debt Relief is now offering you free information on how to escape your credit card debt nightmare. If you owe more than $10,000 in credit card debt and are only barely making minimum payments, know this, you may not have to pay it all back. In fact, you may have the right to settle that debt for only a fraction of what you owe. National Debt Relief has helped thousands of people get rid of over $500 million of debt, and they're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. Get the information you need for free 
right now before this offer goes away. Call National Debt Relief now and escape your credit card debt troubles. 800-679-1288. 800-679-1288. 800-679-1288. I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO of Wesley Financial Group and Timeshare Cancellation Advocate. I was sued by the largest timeshare company in federal court for simply helping people cancel their timeshare that they had been lied to about. The jury sized me up and came back with a verdict after only 20 minutes. And yes, I won. My husband and I are more than grateful to everyone at Wesley Financial Group. You know, thanks to Chuck and his team, we feel as though a weight has been lifted and we can move on without the worry of a troublesome timeshare. Whether you owe ten dollars to $250,000 on your timeshare, it's my mission to get you out of your timeshare, eliminate your payments, and get them off your back permanently. And we proudly hold an A-plus rating with our Better Business Bureau. Want to learn more about getting rid of your troublesome timeshare? Call Wesley Financial Group now for your free consultation. Call 800-786-9300. That's 800-786-9300. 800-786-9300. AM 1280, The Patriot, is WWTC, Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5, K298CO, Minneapolis. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.